0: Hey, everybody. I'm so sorry for being so late on this sort of thing, but I am getting back onto schedule, as it should be. Uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for staying on and listening and having a good time. And uh, and now it seems weird. You guys have uh, mostly moved on to uh, listening on Monday, which is, uh, you guys, you're just moving. I think you all believe you're moving on to the next week. It's kind of fun. Uh, we do have listeners from around the globe now, it seems, from uh, places like Kazakhstan and Ireland and, and various other places. It's pretty cool. Also, I'm going to reach out to uh, San Francisco for um, anybody listening out there. All, I'm assuming 30 of you or one of you listening to 30 of my podcasts in the past like week or so. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I totally appreciate it. Uh, so what's new with me? What's going on? Um... Well, I mean, we let's see. uh, I had a whole thing. I really did. Uh, Oh, I'm listening to a couple of new podcasts that I think you guys should check out. Uh, One is called uh, Hitch University or Hitchcock University, run by uh, our very own uh, Justice Stupid, uh, who comments on here now and again. Uh, which is super cool uh he's doing uh it's like a appreciation of uh of uh, hitchcock and and film theory and so on like that it's very very good class i kind of like listening to it it's like only it's like four episodes in so far i recommend checking it out also if you haven't already check out um matt and dory's excellent adventure i just checked that stuff out just recently and i am i'm very much enjoying it even though i have no skin in the ivf or uh, um, artificial insemination sort of game, but it's fun to listen to them, and I really enjoy it. Um, What else? Uh, Thursday, I I know I've promised this before, but I just got Noah in the mail, um, and I have every intention of actually watching that and doing it on Thursday, uh, because I will be all alone this weekend, uh, because the Laurel is heading off to a place in Oregon to take care of uh, uh, deceased relative stuff. Um, with her folks, and they're leaving on Thursday, which means I have to work, and by the time I were to leave, I would have only helped out for like three hours just to turn around and go back, which is not conducive to me even leaving, so I get to stay home and play with a cat, and have guy time, and a lot of alone time, and a lot of alone with me cat time, which that's fine, that's cool, whatever, Um, yeah. That's about it, really. Mostly work, figuring out stuff. I'm a real employee now, which is super cool. Oh, and finally, my last little note, the newest book that I have narrated, uh, Brutal Valor, The uh, Massacre or The Battle of Asandawana, uh, is now on Audible. I should be getting some codes here pretty soon. So if you're interested in getting any codes at all, feel free to send me a line at accordingtostupid@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Feel free to do so. We would love uh, to give you some of that stuff, some good old-fashioned codes that you guys can just use for free and listen to my stupid voice trying to do some awesome things. Um, I recommend it. It's It's actually a very, very, very well-written book, and I hope I have lent good things to it um that's let's see that's about it so uh without further ado we're gonna jump into emails and things um which i'm not sure where to put them i'm just gonna put them in this section um so bill uh through uh has has been watching uh listening to this thing again so uh she has been putting on some notes just some things uh an ephod in the last chapter because we were discussing uh well we were reading about um uh how to dress a Ab- uh not abram um fuck what was his name? Uh Aaron, there we go. Uh dressing Aaron as a as a priest and whatnot and what that meant. So an ephod is like a vest. So there were a couple of those, right, throughout the whole thing. Uh, She thinks that God showed Adam what a proper sacrifice is, and that he showed his son so Cain actually knew what he was supposed to be doing, but that's why he didn't have God's favor. She's kind of jumping around a little bit, but I did mention something about what a right sacrifice is with blood and so on uh, outside the city, and what is a right sacrifice, and you know, I think this is one of the few chapters where it goes like into detail of what that actually means. Um somehow shedding blood is always a sacrifice to cover offenses or sins I I do you agree disagree I don't know bring up your thoughts uh a heave offering is lifted up to God specifically makes sense you heave it up uh okay cool um that's all the notes we kind of have so far it is right now as uh some folks have told me it's If you were to send an email with notes or thoughts or whatever, you're about 100% likely to get onto this podcast, just letting you know. Um Yeah, so let's get this going, right? Let's do it! Okay, so we left off with a very lengthy description about what we should dress our priests in and a lot of things that just, oh my god, were just terrible um but it was it's good to know we hope that this continues not to be this way all right so chapter 30 holy crap um and thou shalt make an altar to burn incense upon of shittim wood thou shalt make it all right cool also lots of shittim wood um and you gotta have incense lots of lots of blood is happening so you know you want shit to smell good i guess A cubit shall be the length thereof, and a cubit of breadth thereof. Four squares shall it be, and two cubits shall be the height thereof. Uh, The horns thereof shall be of the same. Uh, I'm assuming of the altar, and the altar apparently has horns. I forget how big a cubit is, but this seems to be a pretty big altar of sorts. Uh, Because if the ark was 300-and-something cubits, then, I mean... Stands to reason, it's, it's a good size of stuff. Uh, and thou shalt overlay it with pure gold. Again, I remember, we went through a lot of stuff with gold with these folks. Seems like they have a lot of it, I guess. Uh, the top thereof, and the sides thereof, roundabout. And the horns thereof, and thou shalt make unto it a crown of gold, round about. Okay. Uh, rad. So I'm still a little confused about what exactly it means to be horns on, like, an altar, you know? Um, just, is it the the corners, or are we creating the horns on there? Because it seems very um, bull-ish. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and two golden rings shalt thou make to it under the crown of it. By the two corners thereof, upon the two sides of it shall thou make it. Uh, And they shall be the places for staves to bear it with all. So we're going to be carrying this altar around. Okay. Now show me the staves of shittim wood and overlay them with gold. Again, the gold. Uh, And thou shalt put it before the vial that is by the Ark of the Testimony. So the other, the box and the altar and then the stuff, uh, the clothing. uh, Before the mercy seat that is, oh yeah, there was a mercy seat, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, that is over the testimony where I will meet with thee. Oh, yeah, we got to make that tent thing. We've got to make all the specifications so that God can meet Moses. Got it. And Aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning when he dress, dresseth the lamps. He shall burn incense upon it. All right. Fair. We want God to show up in a very uh, sweet-smelling place. I myself enjoy the uh, vanilla scent, but uh, that's just me. Uh, And when Aaron lighteth the lamps at even, he shall burn incense upon it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. Uh, Ye shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering, neither shall ye pour drink offering thereon. Okay. So, wherever the incense is burning... This specific incense burn on it. We don't want lilac. We don't want lavender. We don't want um, sandalwood. We just want this one particular one unnamed incense. And God help you if you have a party foul. Uh, And Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonements. Once in a year shall he make atonement upon it Throughout your generations, it is most holy unto the Lord. Okay, once a year we have this big atonement thingy-d, and it'll be great. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When thou takest the sum of the children of Israel after their number, then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the Lord when thou numberest them, that there be no plague among them when thou numberest them. Um, uh, this seems like a very long counting game. We need to do a, uh, what is that? A censure? Censure of people? Census of people. Um, and if they have the plague, then, uh, don't count them, I guess. Because they are not long for this world. Fair enough. Uh, this they shall give every one that passeth among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty geras. I, it doesn't help me. And half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Okay. So we're going to give everybody a sh- half a shekel. After the shekel of the sanctuary, which I don't get. Either way, it seems like here's your half shekel. Be sure to offer it unto God. Hmm. You know, I'm beginning to wonder if this is just to start a, you know, idea that maybe the church is going to make a fuck ton of money over the years. I don't know, but, uh, also it seems like a shekel is quite a bit of money. 20 Geras? I mean, let's assume a shekel is 20 bucks, and half a shekel is 10, or 10 garas. So we can assume that someone just gave you a ten spot and said, hey, you just put it in the bowl over there. It's for God. Everyone that passeth among them that are numbered from the twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord, assuming assuming it is the shekel that is the offering, unless it is some other sort of offering. Uh, The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls... Seems odd that God needs money. He loves us, but he needs money. And thou shalt take the atonement money of the children of Israel, and shalt appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, that it may be a memorial unto the children of Israel before the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Still not really sure. Does it mean he's going to build something? And he's going to build a better church, maybe, out of said money that we are handing out to people, or the money that is uh given to people already for the work that they're kind of doing circulating this economy of a of a vagabond race of hebrew people wandering through the desert for 40 years until they came to sinai is sinai right uh and are just kind of like this place is okay i guess for now while we figure out what the fuck god wants us to build and after 40 years and some two hundred thousand people probably multiplied a bit so there's probably somewhere around uh, you know uh, 250,000 people, I'm assuming, but I'm very concerned as to if you guys can build an altar and whatnot, assumingly, for basically free, but I don't know. The trading might be happening with other such places to find that massive amount of gold that needs to be sprinkled atop the uh, cubit altar of doom unto God. And who's paying these people? Where's the money coming from? I'm just very curious, that's all. Uh... And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Uh, Thou shalt also make a laver of brass, and his foot also of brass, to wash withal, and thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. I'm assuming this is a big bowl, Uh, that it is just a big bowl that we're going to put water in. Uh, for Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands, and their feet thereat. Okay. Uh, so now we have brass and gold all over the place. Uh, when they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water, that they die not. Or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offering made by fire unto the Lord. Okay. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they die not, and it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generations. All right, so it seems to me we make this thing, this bowl of brass, we wash hands and feet, and we can touch the, the, the altar and the incense and the Ark of the Covenant and, and so on, so on, so forth. And with this, and assumingly, Aaron's ancestors down the line uh you guys can just touch it which seems like a really good um i don't know sci-fi adventure indiana jones sort of thing uh where maybe you run into a guy being like you are the only one that can touch the the ark of the covenant but we need to find the bowl first put some water in it presumably holy water or make it holy water wash your hands put your hands on it and then we can deal with whatever's inside um without you know exploding basically or whatever Okay. Uh, Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto three principal spices, the pure myrrh, myrrh, five hundred shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even two hundred and fifty shekels, and of sweet calamus, two hundred and fifty shekels. I'm assuming worth? So five hundred shekels worth of myrrh, Uh, 250 shekels of cinnamon, uh, and 250 shekels of calamus. Okay. And of cassia, 500 shekels, after the shekel of sanctuary, and of, uh, oil, olive, and hin, uh, and thou shalt make of it an oil of holy ointment. Okay, so out of all those, uh, principal spices, we make an oil, a holy ointment. An ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil. All right, so everybody, if you can find some myrrh, cinnamon, calamus, cassia, and cassia and uh, olive oil, I guess. Those five, even though it says three, um, which I don't know why 3024 even mentions cassia and oil, olive, Uh but whatever. Um, but, you know, you got your holy oil. Great. Uh, and they'll make of it a uh, oil of holy ointment, an ointment compounding of the... Blah, blah, blah. And thou shall anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table and all his vessels, and the candlestick and his vessels, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all his vessels, and the laver... Uh, and his foot. And thou shalt sanctify them, that they may be the most holy. Whatsoever touches them shall be holy. Okay, so out of this oil, and we're making the, you know, things that we just made out of gold, very, 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 very holy. Great. Good. And now, sh- although I wonder if you make that oil and you start sprinkling it sprinkling it around your house, does you make your house holy? Or is it just these things? I'm wondering, I'm curious. Would you want that in a shampoo? Would you want that in some sort of soap in the morning? Maybe as like some sort of conditioner, maybe. Or no, uh, maybe even a perfume or a cologne. This is holy cologne. Tss, tss. Covenant by God, you know. I don't know. It might be a cool thing, right? Uh, and uh, uh, and thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be an holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. Upon man's flesh shall it not be poured. Ah, okay, see, I jumped the gun. Obviously, 3032 says it's only for Aaron and his descendants. Which is fine, I guess. It's cool. Could have had a huge marketing campaign. But whatever, i no, am just put away all my shekels and all my oils now. Neither shall ye make any other like it, after the composition of it. It is holy, and it shall be holy unto you. So he's making it very rare now. You have only this many, this much of this holy oil. There's none other than that. Nope, you make it once, and that's all there ever is. It will only be holy for this one thing. Damn it. Was looking to make a fucking penny off the damn thing. But fine, whatever. Uh, Whosoever compoundeth any like it, or whosoever putteth any of it upon a stranger, shall even be cut off from his people. Hmm. Well, I probably would be trying to make a dollar off the Bible. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take unto thee sweet spices, stacte and onicha and galbanum, these sweet spices with pure frankincense of each shall there be a like weight. Okay. And thou shalt make, a, make it a perfume, a confection, after the art of the apothecary, tempered together pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it uh, very small, and put of it before the testimony of the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee. It shall be unto you most holy. So we make a second spice oil, and we're going to put it somewhere nearby. Okay, on the, on the tabernacle thing and as for the perfume which thou shalt make ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof it shall be unto thee holy for the lord so you make the spice and you make the sweet spice neither way it's not for mass consumption (sighs) who shall ever shall make like unto that to smell thereto shall even be cut off from his people (sniffs) huh great wonderful all right well fine whatever All right, we're moving on to 31 now. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name uh, Bezaliel, Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, uh, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Aha. So we're getting to this. We make the plan and we make one guy, uh, Bezaliel, um, the son of Hur, who was, I think, with Joseph at one point. Um he suddenly wakes up one morning and goes, I know how to work this thing. Great. Uh, and I behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahishamak, the tribe of of the tribe of Dan. I like the tribe of Dan. I miss the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise heartened, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Alright. The tabernacle of congregation and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is thereupon and all the furniture of the tabernacle and the table and his furniture and the pure candlestick with all his furniture and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offerings with the furniture and the laver and his foot and the cloths of service and the holy garments of Aaron and the priest and the garments of his sons to minister the priest's office and the anointing oil and the sweet incense, the holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee, they shall do. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying so okay here's all the things all those things that were in the last about five to seven chapters that we've just gone through to figure out okay here's all the important things kablamo remember all these they're gonna make those things and the lord spake unto moses saying speak thou also unto the children of israel saying verily my sabbath ye shall keep for it is a sign between you, me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Good to know. If you're going to be sanctified by anyone, it might as well be the Lord. And it's always good to know who's doing an anointing. If I'm going to be, you know, having oil thrown at me or whatever or water or some sort of holy thing, I'd like to know where it's coming from and who it's coming from. Uh, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is uh, holy unto you. Every one that defieth it shall surely be put to death. Ugh. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Hmm. Well, thirty-one 14, uh, I've broken several times, And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love my Sunday to not be filled with anything, but that's not going to happen for a while. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of the rest of rest. Holy to the Lord, whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day he shall surely be put to death. I'm assuming work means to do anything in the field. But then again, we need to clarify what work really means. Does it mean even cooking? Does it mean even like putting on pants? What, when, what's the deal? Uh, wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout the generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. Sweet. You know what? Let's do another chapter. Why not? Okay, so he leads all this stuff out, he's pointing to these two particular individuals going, they're gonna make it, here's the plans, here's how they're gonna be made, here's how they're gonna be done, here's how you get me in here, and here's why you're going to do all the things you're going to do, and it will be most good. I will look down upon it, and it will be good. Fantastic. I'm a fan. All right, chapter 32. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mound, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. Okay, fair enough. We'll come up to Aaron and be like, What the fuck, man? Where'd he go? And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people, Break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. I'm feeling like I wish I got a little more detail on what most of these Hebrews are wearing, because now it suddenly seems that all of them are very much pirates, Hebrew pirates. That all of them have some sort of gold in their ears and maybe just maybe it's one little ring, maybe it's a little something or other, maybe it's that idea that this will pay for your burial someday, somewhere, somehow, or maybe it's like in 300 where people have like, you know, the Persians have gold a plenty upon them which i am all for it seems like a really cool thing very different sort of look in my mind for what these hebrews look like walking to the desert covered in gold which is probably burning their skin and maybe even melting but apparently there were golden earrings in the ears of the sons and the wives of the men of what were formerly of egypt uh, and he received them in their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Oh, no. This, this will not be good. This, this will not be good times. Okay, so he took all this gold and he made out of this a molten calf uh, with the idea that, all right, you know what? There is no God. He went up there and f- probably they thought he fucking died, this Moses fellow. Because these guys, Aaron and all them, they, they, he's not even privy to any of the conversations happening up there. Um, or if he can even hear it, which is, seems to be an error in the part of our Lord. But whatever. So if he's up there for, and I think he, they said somewhere around like two weeks or something, like like sixteen days, um, and Aaron, not really knowing the priest's craft, not really knowing what to do, not probably having a bit of his faith tested after wandering in the desert for forty years, goes, you know what? We need to just be thankful for a certain thing. And you know what got us all this way here? We've been eating cows and bulls and calves and shit like that. Uh, and they've been pulling our, our carts and so on. So you know what? The young, the innocent idea of a calf. I don't see this going well. Why do people do things? And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Okay, so they still believe in the Lord, but they made a golden calf out of, you know, people's earrings, and so on. And it was not a good thing. And they rose up early in the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Okay. So, they're they're still making offerings to the Lord. They made a golden calf out of people's golden earrings, and there were many, many, many of them, so it was probably a good-sized calf, I imagine. Uh... And people were having a grand old time. Okay. Let's not, okay. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. That's a good term. I think I'm going to use that whenever I get super drunk. We got corrupted. Uh, They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto. But in five, it said, tomorrow is a feast for the Lord, and they offered stuff. Just throwing it out there. Anywho. Uh, and have worshipped it and have sacrificed uh, thereunto and said, these be thy gods, O Israel. with <coughs> Let me get that one again. Says so my voice does not want to play nice, and said these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Uh, we may have said something along. Uh, 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 yeah, oops. Uh, yeah, thirty-two-four. We might have, we might have said some things we didn't mean to say exactly, but you know. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people. And behold, it is a stiff-necked people. I like it. I like that one. 32-9, it is a stiff-necked people. That's a a good insult. And therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. Oh, well, we're just going to do a lot of smiting all of a sudden. Make some rules, smite some people, it all kind of works out. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swarest by thine own self, and saidst unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. I like how how the servants of God, these wonderful human beings that we have come to know and be, uh, are always like, you know what might stop you, sir, man, dude? Uh, just a thought. You said. Uh, so to me, this simply means that our God is, is changeable. That he is a listening God. He is a wrathful, jealous, and very angry, and needs money, God. But he listens, and that's a good thing. But he's also swayed fairly easily from his wrathful sense, And we can argue that this is God's younger days, and, you know, boys will be boys. But he is he's swayed very easily by his much, 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 much younger... A person at whom, who has not been watching, you know, for ages and ever, and called upon to answer certain prayers and so on. So Moses, the one who's like, well, let's not massacre everybody down there. What if, when I just throwing it out there, because you said you wouldn't, and I remember reading the stories about this whole... Flood incident, and uh, this seems very much like that, except maybe you were going to rain fire from the sky and things. Which, you know, you said you'd never do. At least to the Hebrews. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Hmm. wonder who you repented to. Lord repented to what? Was he just sorry about it? I'm sorry. I got a little out of hand. And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. Thanks for laying that out. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven upon the tables. And I'm assuming they mean like tablets. They're not he's not like, you know, screeching out a dinner table. Uh and when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. Thanks, Joshua, appreciate it. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry to be overcome. But the noise of them that sing do I hear. Hmm. Yeah, they're happy. They're having a. They were having a good time. They don't need to be killed and read and this is joy that they're they're experiencing. Have you ever heard of it? Strange thing. Anyway, and it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' ang- anger waxed hot, and he casts the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Way to go, Moses. You are are made in God's image. Uh, mm, God damn it. So, okay, you talk God out of nuking people, which is a good thing, but you come down, and he's even told you they have made a molten calf, and you fucking freak out about it. You piece of shit, you need to practice what you preach, man. Uh, so he's down there, he gets mad, and he throws down the tables. Now maybe it's, maybe it's a sign, maybe it's an act, maybe it's his own little thing. But, if you already know that they're worshipping a cow down there, or they made a cow down there that they kind of sort of are slowly converting to, uh, because they're not really sure what the hell's going on, because their main dude is up there, and their second dude is also up there, but he's not allowed in the VIP section... They're going to start going on about their thing. And in fact, why aren't you just mad at... Well, you don't know Aaron did it yet. Still, regardless, I... Ugh, dumb. And he took the calf, which they had made, and burnt it in the fire, and ground it to powder, and strawed it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. Ugh, he probably killed a couple of people. So he makes <laughs> this... This gold-infused drink, which I'm sure did not go over well with a lot of the people. Especially if he's like, Drink! Drink the water! And making everybody do the thing. (laughs) Motherfucking drink! (laughs) I had to talk God out of smiting you, and so I must punish thee for what you have done. I'm assuming. That's where this is at. But did you have to smash the things that God wrote upon? Way to fucking do that, dude. I'm sure he could do it again. But it seems a waste. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people, that they are set on mischief. They're <laughs> Have you seen them? They're just a bunch of just rowdy, rowdy, rowdy geese. That's what they are. Well done, Aaron. Stupid. For they said unto me, Make us gods, which shall go before us, for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we were want what has become of him. They did seem to say something along those lines. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, I caved. The people were, they were asking for it, and I gave it to them. So, you know, and I'm a people pleaser. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Um, and I said to them, "Whoever hath any gold, let them break it off." Uh, so they gave it me, and I cast it in the fire, and there came out this calf. And, I mean, we we molded it. I mean, it didn't just walk out and things. I mean, Jerry made a really nice calf, and it it just looked too good not to make it. And so we we you know we we put it together. We made it. It was great. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, whoa, I just realized you guys weren't wearing pants. For Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Yeah, I'm very confused. Get naked and start dancing. And make them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Who's their enemies? They're in the middle of nowhere. They've got a mountain with God talking on the top of it. Who's going to fuck around with them? There's no one there. And then they're going to get naked and be like, look what we're doing. La, 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 la. I don't know. This doesn't make sense. Uh, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Oh, good. The sons of Levi, the one who will make everyone pants. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. Hold on. So... Okay, so you told God not to smite everyone. You go down there, you get mad, you you break the tablets, the tables that have the Ten Commandments on them are just a bunch of shit on there that describes everything. You get mad, you force everybody, everyone, not the people who were good, bad, or whatever, you force everyone who's down there to melt down that calf, drink some water out of it, and it's just not a good time for people. And then you ask who was on God's side, and luckily, out of that, not everybody walked up, but the children of Levi, I'm assuming there's more than two, showed up and went, eh, we're on God's side, I guess. I mean, the cow was cool, but, you know, after you had us drink the cow stuff, I guess we're on your side. And then he tells them to get the sword and go into the gate and just start total warring on all those motherfuckers and just start slaying everybody who's dealing with the golden calf now i will say that yes we did save some children of levi fun, but you're killing everybody else we're not sure that aaron is even in this little group one way or the other didn't say aaron showed up he just said uh we did this and then moses went out who's on god's side maybe some people didn't hear it maybe some people did who knows either way how many are the sons of Levi? It's going to be a lot, I hope. Uh, Kill everyone. Okay. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell the people that day, about 3,000 men. All right. They took out quite a few. Still, not quite. I mean, they took out like 1% of the... Well, yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, one about a little, uh, a a little more than one percent of the men who are assumingly in this deal. For Moses had said, consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I will make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and have made them gods of gold, like you told me, and I didn't believe you, and then I got mad, and I smashed your thing, and now I killed 3,000 people. Things get out of hand. Uh, Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. All right, so Moses is taken on the, listen, (sighs) if you can forgive them, great. If you can't, visit it on me, and we will go from there. Fair, heroic, martyr, I like it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Fair. I prefer that. 32, 33? Very nice. I like it. It's very rough. It's very... Ugh. It's very... Eh, there's not much against that. I'm sure I have sinned against the Lord many a time, and I'm sure I've been blotted out of a book. I'm going to assume so much. Therefore, now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angels shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people, because they made the calf which Aaron made. It seems to me we should not be following priests. That's the uh, that's the message I'm kind of taking from this. And that's uh, the way I'm kind of going. Um, huh? So because Aaron was just following the group, he gets super punished for it. Uh, we assume that Aaron is a part of this, that he was part of the wrong, and that Moses and probably only a couple of his followers, or the people who are still good, the people of Levi, I guess, will follow him. And we're going to have ourselves a nice little Sodom and Gomorrah moment again. And, uh, that's just gonna be how it's gonna be. Huh. Mass death. Hmm. Gee, live in bondage, or fuck up after 40 years and get nuked, I'm assuming. Huh. Decisions, decisions. I'm sure there could have been a revolt. You probably could have stolen some weapons, made some preparations for some sort of revolution, and... I don't know. These Hebrews probably could have owned Egypt had they not been led by a guy who believes he heard God, which he very well might have, and we believe that he did out of this book. He heard God, and people said, yeah, okay, and they didn't. Huh. Bloody, this book of the Bible, I will say. Interesting. Okay, well, those were three chapters of the Bible. Uh, what I start on? 28, 29? Well, no, I started on 30, 31, and 32. That's right. Um, Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, If you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, comments, etc., feel free to email me at accordingtostupid at gmail.com. You can write a review or even share this podcast, which really, really helps, and I really appreciate anybody who has done such a thing. It's so handy. Thank you to any who have. Uh, If you find anyone who would like this or even hate it, who would get mad and send me very... Uh, deep messages. I would love to hear from them. Uh, Please let me know. I would love to hear it. Anywho, uh, I think that's it for me. If You you can reach out to me on the Twitter, on the email, whatnot. These are all in the show notes. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. I did a little uh, live show with my buddy Adrian Leon. He's doing this uh, live stream of uh, Resident Evil 7 that he's doing. Uh, that he's playing through. It's on like a Sunday basis, and I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes, because I was in the most recent episode, so you guys can see me live and freaking out to weird, scary, terrible, moldy monster things. Anyway, toodaloo, have yourself a good evening, and uh, you are loved. Bye. You didn't think I'd forget about bensound.com. Well, do you want to be the envy of any party you ever go to? Maybe you just want to show it into Sharon's face and just go like, you know what? I have some awesome music to donate to, Sharon, and this office party is fucking happening. It's blowing the roof off of every other party you've ever planned, Sharon. So if you want to do that, you just go to www.bensound.com. BenSound.com. B is in boy. Ben is in boy. Sound is in sound.com. Check it out. You won't regret it. I guarantee it.